Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing. And for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening. Am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to fastgrowingtrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. This podcast is sponsored by Blackout Coffee. Get your morning started off right with a great cup of American-made Blackout Coffee. Family-owned, premium coffee, fresh roasted, and shipped out within 48 hours of roasting. Go to blackoutcoffee.com, promo code PDB, for 20% off your first purchase. It's Thursday, 25 January. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. First up, we'll return to the Red Sea, where the United States is asking for assistance in dealing with the ongoing Iranian-backed Houthi militant attacks from an unlikely source, and that would be China. Later on in the program, Russia accuses Ukraine of shooting down a military plane carrying dozens of Ukrainian prisoners of war. Plus, a pair of updates out of Europe as the nation of Slovakia softens its stance on the Ukraine war and Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban appears ready to lift his opposition to Sweden joining NATO. Finally, in today's Back of the Brief, a federal court in Canada deals a major blow to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau declaring his 2022 use of emergency powers to break up a pandemic protest unconstitutional. But first up, the PDB spotlight. On Wednesday, Yemen's Houthi militants launched their latest ballistic missile attacks on a pair of American-flagged ships. These vessels, the Maersk Detroit and the Maersk Chesapeake, were reportedly ferrying cargo for the U.S. Defense and State Departments. Both ships emerged from the attack unscathed, and the crews were unharmed. Reports indicate that the U.S. Navy was providing the ships an escort at the time and successfully intercepted the incoming fire. Now, while the Houthis continue their attacks on maritime shipping, there have been several countries that have thus far gotten a free pass, most notably China. For them, things are business as usual, and in fact, the proportion of Chinese shipping and Red Sea container traffic has begun to rise dramatically. As a matter of fact, many China-linked ships have been broadcasting all Chinese or Chinese ship as they transit through the Red Sea to avoid coming under attack. Now, part of the deference being shown to China by the Iran-backed Houthis comes from the fact that the Chinese Communist Party has been calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas aligning with the alleged motives of the Houthis. However, the more important reason is China's economic relationship with the Houthi sponsors, and of course, 
that would be Iran. China is by far Iran's most important trading partner, so it's the opposite of surprising that Iran has instructed the Houthis not to disrupt or fire on Chinese flagged vessels. As of 2021, the most recent year on which we could find data, a full 37% of Iran's exports make their way to China, compared to its second biggest partner, Iraq, which takes in about 17% of Iran's exports. China also represents around a quarter of Iran's imports. So, needless to say, China has quite a bit of leverage over Iran, and for that reason, the United States has turned to China for assistance, or to attempt to assist in managing the Houthi crisis. A new Financial Times report reveals that U.S. officials have implored China to persuade Tehran to control the Houthi militants responsible for the maritime attacks. Now, despite these discussions over the past three months, U.S. efforts seem to have yielded little more than tepid statements from Beijing. And I, for one, am shocked that the Chinese regime hasn't rushed to the defense of the U.S. and Western allies being impacted by the Houthi missile extravaganza. Now, Chinese diplomats have indeed made some calls for peace, but have stopped short of denouncing the Houthis or actively participating in any peacekeeping efforts. Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning acknowledged China's, quote, deep concern over the Red Sea's escalating tensions, but remained elusive regarding concrete actions. For its part, China says it has been in close communication with all parties involved, and they claim they're making efforts to de-escalate, but they clearly have little to show for it at this point, and given the fact that the Chinese shipping industry is currently benefiting greatly from the chaos, the U.S. requests may yield little to nothing in meaningful action from Xi Jinping's regime. All right, after the break. Russia accuses Ukraine of shooting down a military plane carrying dozens of Ukrainian prisoners of war, and a pair of U-turns from hardline leaders in Eastern Europe on the war in Ukraine and NATO expansion. I'll be right back. Mike Baker here. I want to take just a minute to talk about something of real importance to you and your family's financial well-being, and that's life insurance. Look, I know it's not everyone's favorite topic, and, and a lot of folks avoid talking about it or they put it off thinking it's too costly or too complicated or you'll get to it some other day. And it's true. Finding the right policy on your own can be time-consuming and complex. But I'm here to tell you, life insurance is an important safety net for your family. And that's why I'm happy to tell you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, for me, having an appropriate life insurance policy, well, it means less stress, less worry. I know that my amazing wife and our kids will be properly taken care of and provided for should something happen to me. Now, back when I was in the market for life insurance, and that was a while back, I did my searching the old-fashioned way. Lots of telephone calls, paperwork, faxes, maybe even a beeper. I would have loved to have Policy Genius to streamline the whole process. Policy Genius helps you compare all your options from top companies and provides a team of unbiased, licensed experts to walk you through the decision-making. You can compare quotes with just a few clicks, find just the right policy, and Bob's your uncle. And they've got thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. 
Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome back. I want to turn our attention to the ongoing Ukraine-Russia conflict. Officials in Moscow accused Ukraine on Wednesday of shooting down a Russian military transport plane that they claim was carrying 65 Ukrainian prisoners of war to a prisoner exchange close to the Russian city of Belgorod near the Ukrainian border. Russian officials called it a barbaric act of terrorism and said all 74 people aboard the plane, including the 65 Ukrainian prisoners, were killed in the strike. Officials had said that a prisoner exchange was set for Wednesday afternoon at a border checkpoint near Belgorod, according to Reuters. A statement from Ukraine's military intelligence appeared to tacitly acknowledge that they had indeed shot down the Ilyushin 76 military transport plane, though they did not directly admit to the action or comment on the alleged presence of Ukrainian POWs. These officials said they were not informed by their Russian counterparts to ensure safe airspace around Belgorod, as they had done during previous prisoner swaps, and suggested that Russia had orchestrated a deliberately dangerous situation. The statement did appear to acknowledge that a prisoner swap was scheduled between Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine's military intelligence said in the statement on Wednesday, quote, We may be talking about planned and deliberate actions of the Russian Federation with the aim of destabilizing the situation in Ukraine and weakening international support for our state, end quote. Officials with the Ukrainian military added that they had observed an increase in Russian military transport activity in Belgorod, which they suggested was linked to recent Russian missile strikes on Ukrainian cities that have killed and injured a large number of civilians. In a post on Telegram, Ukrainian officials said, quote, With this in mind, the armed forces of Ukraine will continue to take measures to destroy means of delivery and exercise airspace control to eliminate the terrorist threat, including in the Belgorod Kharkiv direction, end quote. Ukraine's general staff had initially suggested that the plane was transporting missiles for Russia's S-300 air defense systems, but has not offered further clarity. At this time, none of the details of the reported crash can be independently verified. Meanwhile, Russian officials have called for an emergency UN Security Council meeting to address the incident. The Russian Defense Ministry said in a statement Wednesday, quote, by committing this terrorist act, the Ukrainian leadership has shown its true face it disregarded the lives of its own citizens, end quote. Now, U.S. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said Wednesday that they had no additional insights into the incident, but are, quote, obviously doing the best we can to try to get more clarity and more information on it, end quote. The PDB team will also work to get additional insight over the next day or two and will report further. Okay, I want to return to two stories we recently covered here on the PDB regarding discord within the ranks of NATO. First, Russian-friendly leaders of Slovakia have done a complete 180 regarding their stance on Ukraine, just days after claiming Ukraine was not an independent and sovereign country, but rather a U.S. puppet state and, and telling Kiev to cave to Russian territorial demands in order to end the war. However, during a visit to the city of Uzerod on Wednesday, Slovak Prime Minister Robert Fico pledged his support to Ukraine's war efforts against Russia. 
Fico, who won his election in October on promises to sever his nation's military aid to Kyiv, told the Ukrainian prime minister that he would not stop Slovak companies from providing Ukraine with weapons, according to a report by the Financial Times. Fico reportedly told his Ukrainian counterpart that he viewed their political differences as, quote, minor and a reality of political life. Fico added, we really want to assist you, we really want to help you. Fico's complete reversal on the issue of Ukraine came just a day after he questioned whether there was even a war going on in the country. After a reporter asked him if the dangers of the war were behind him, traveling to Uzerod rather than the Ukrainian capital of Kiev, Fico said, quote, Do you really believe there's a war in Kiev? I hope you're not being serious. Life is perfectly normal there. End quote. Hmm. His bizarre statement came as a Russian missile attack on Kiev and other Ukrainian cities on Tuesday morning left 18 civilians dead and more than 130 injured. Fico, who opposes Ukrainian membership in NATO, had also recently claimed Ukraine was, quote, under the total influence and control of the United States, echoing a popular Russian talking point. It's unclear at this time what prompted Fico's shift in rhetoric on Wednesday. Elsewhere in Eastern Europe, Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban told NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg on Wednesday that Hungary will support Sweden's ascension into the NATO alliance, clearing the last hurdle facing leaders in Stockholm. Sweden and Finland ditched their decades-long position of neutrality and applied to join NATO in May of 2022 following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Now, while Finland was formally accepted into NATO in April of 2023, Sweden faced significant opposition from Turkey and Hungary. As we discussed yesterday on the PDB, the Turkish parliament voted Tuesday to approve Sweden's bid to join NATO following nearly two years of opposition, leaving Hungary as the last holdout. Now, with Orban on board, it appears that Sweden has a clear path ahead and will soon officially become the 32nd member of the NATO alliance. It's worth mentioning that NATO's growth is a direct result, of course, of Putin's invasion of Ukraine and is the exact opposite of what Putin was hoping to achieve. Prior to the invasion, Putin's calculation was that NATO would not only be weak in its resolve and support of Ukraine, but would likely splinter. Weakening NATO was and has been a geopolitical goal of Putin's for decades. As it turns out, this was just one of numerous miscalculations on the part of Putin and his senior leadership when it comes to the invasion of Ukraine. All right, coming up in the back of the brief. A Canadian court decision calls Prime Minister Trudeau's use of emergency powers during the pandemic unconstitutional. I'll be right back. It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. 
Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, once again, Pure Talk is investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. Now, you've heard me talk about Pure Talk before, right? How they provide excellent coverage and service with industry-beating rates. And now, I'm happy to announce that Pure Talk is also providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. Look, that's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Bring your phone, and Pure Talk's eSIM technology makes switching so simple. Or you can get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch to the cell phone company that I know will provide you with outstanding service and value. Pure Talk. Just go to puretalk.com slash baker, that's B-A-K-E-R, just like you imagined, to start saving today. And when you do, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, visit puretalk.com slash baker to start saving on wireless at home and abroad. In today's Back of the Brief, we examine a significant legal challenge to the Canadian government's authority. A Canadian court recently ruled against Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's administration, declaring its use of emergency powers during a trucker protest over COVID-19 vaccine mandates unconstitutional. Let's rewind just a little bit here. Back in 2022, the streets of downtown Ottawa and several U.S.-Canada border crossings were swarmed by hundreds of trucks and other vehicles. Operators expressing their frustration with vaccine mandates and pandemic-related restrictions formed what was known as the Freedom Convoy. For 23 days, they brought traffic to a standstill, paralyzing downtown Ottawa. In response, Prime Minister Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act for the first time. This act granted the federal government temporary powers to quell the protests, including banning public assembly, restricting travel, and imposing financial sanctions on the protesters. These measures quickly led to the protests being broken up. Now, according to the text of the Act, a public order emergency can be declared only in response to, quote, an emergency that arises from threats to the security of Canada that are so serious as to be a national emergency, end quote. Well, that makes sense. Fast forward to this week. Federal Court Judge Richard Mosley ruled that Trudeau's use of the act failed to meet this legal threshold. In his ruling, Mosley said that Trudeau's government use of the Emergencies Act, quote, does not bear the hallmarks of reasonableness, justification, transparency, and intelligibility, and was not justified in relation to the relevant factual and legal constraints that were required to be taken into consideration, end quote. He said the use of emergency powers infringed on provisions in the Constitution. Following this decision, Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland announced the government's intention to appeal the ruling, of course, adding the government stands by its decision to invoke the act. The final outcome of this case is likely to be a landmark decision for Canada. It will set a precedent for future use of emergency powers and marking a critical moment in the balance between government authority and constitutional safeguards. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Thursday, 25 January. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker, and I'll be back later today with the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. Until then, 
stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.